maiden eye. Healing or transportation devices are ingenious vouchers for safekeeping all earthly treasures when the journey becomes bumpy. Your off-road journey is high speed and turbulent, going over rough and rugged terrain, and then suddenly you are turning sharply to the Oh, the jungle VIP I've reached the top and had to stop And that's what's bothering me I wanna be Welcome, a foolish mortals To the Mouse Madness Podcast A podcast dedicated to bracketing all things Disney I am your host, Chris Bowersocks And I am your other host, Kyle Skinner <laughs> And we're your hosts for Mouse Madness. <laughs> Each episode will focus on a single Disney topic, generate a bracket, and debate our way through the madness to figure out who or what is truly the best. Follow us and play along on Twitter at Mouse Madness Pod. Send us an email at mousemadnesspodcast at gmail.com or support us on Patreon by becoming a member of Jerry's Gang at patreon.com slash Kyle. We're back with part two. We're back in the parks, a place we love to be. Um, we're back. We're, we're back uh, uh, putting some A's to the Q's, as they say. <laughs> Do they? Do yeah, they you know, Q&A. Okay, we're the, okay. we're the A. Sure. These are the Q's. Sure, that sure, was, sure. That, uh, I, there was an attempt. <laughs> yes, we are back. We are back in the parks, and uh, we're, we're getting ready to talk about the best Disneyland Resort Q once again and and we are honored to have a special guest host this time around for part two it is tess tess welcome back thanks for having me again i'm ready to yell (laughs) yeah there were some choices last time that you didn't quite agree with but before we we do anything else yesterday was a special day for you for the parks Main Street Electrical Parade came back and you were on hand to witness it all. Tell me about it. Tell me about the atmosphere. Tell me about the new float, the new finale float. I want to hear everything about the Main Street Electrical Parade returning to Disneyland. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll surely disappoint with my story, but it's fine. So <laughs> I, was, I was at GCA having a great old time, you know, with a ring around the cocktails kind of thing needed to use up all my food tabs for food and wine festival. And then uh, my friend didn't want to wait in line for a snack. He was feeling snacky. So he wanted a corn dog. So we're like, let's go to Disneyland. And it was a zoo. We're like, what's happening? And we went through the backstage uh, pathway that has all the old school posters and stuff. And um, by like the flagpole area, there was like the professional camera crew going on. And I said, I don't know what's happening, but I hate crowds. So I walked away from that. I'm sitting there. I'm like, why is everyone here? What is happening? And then <laughs> Main Street Electrical Parade, baby. So my friend ate his corn dog. And um, we, you know, weren't really planning on watching the parade. But, you know, with zoos like that, there's one-way traffic. So when we were at the, at the hub, uh, trying to cross. We watched the first segment, which was a very long time. It takes a long time for the first break to let people pass. So um, I can't tell you what the finale um, flow, flow is because, you know, I wasn't allowed to stay 
right there. I had to keep walking, but um, um, I, so I did not watch the whole thing. What I what I um, uh, filmed on Instagram was me waiting to cross for like ten minutes. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Well, talk about the fanfare. It sounds like it was absolute chaos. If if they opened up the overflow passage through the backstage with the old school posters then that must have been the most packed Disneyland has been in a very long time. I'm not sure who, I don't know how these things work because there were people definitely like behind the ropes that knew that the parade was happening. Like there was a whole like um, in front of the first shop on main street, there was a um, handicapped rope sign. So they like had a specific handicapped uh, seating area. Like it was very everything. Um, but they closed the park down early at 10, which is what I was trying to get out of is that we were all getting kicked out because I'm assuming they had like the influencer night that night and they showed the parade again is what I'm no. So we had a soft, I, I saw the soft opening during park hours and then all the camera crew and everything was there for whatever was happening after 10 o'clock. So, um, that's why it took forever because they had the camera crew and people filming and all their social people on one side of the entrance and everyone else had to leave on the other side. And it was great. Um, there's this one cast member at the top by the train station who was trying to hype us up like, Hey, who liked the electrical parade? And like, <laughs> half the crowd was like, boo. <laughs> like, <laughs> or maybe it was just one loud man. I don't know. Sure. Um, and I'm like, boo, okay, how'd you like fireworks? Yeah. Boo this parade. <laughs> boo. <laughs> Chris, I think our uh, our influencer letter got lost in the mail for the invite to the the showing afterwards. That's, we should probably check our spam folder, to be honest. Uh, no, we need our friend Jordan Peterson to, to help us out. <laughs> yeah, Jordan, sure. if you're listening, bro, hook us up, especially us up, on a man. parade. You know, you don't, we don't need we don't yeah. need we don't need invites to literally anything. Anything, but that parade, we, we you know. You know, you know, you know the boys got to be there. The in- <laughs> this is stuff the interns cannot handle alone. He's, he's holding out for when magic happens. Come, come yes, back, he must know? be. He must be. He's busy. Yeah. I don't know about you, but it's Thursday night, and I need a spoonful of sugar to get get me through this episode. Yep. So, Kyle, why don't you introduce what you've got tonight? All right. Uh, last time we recorded, I was getting ready to attend my own engagement party in Lamore, California. And it was a great night. We had some of our listeners there and uh, we we did too much and it hurt very Ooh. much for the following three to four days. So along with that meant that we had to bring back. So, so put in reverse, Terry, we had a local brewery come so nina's family friends own a microbrewery and they came and they brought a little bar and they they were pouring up for us and and it was great and we tapped two of the kegs but there's still two little kegs that were left so the next day we went home with three growlers of beer that we couldn't stomach for the past four days because we've been hurting like no other so today I am tapping into those crawlers for the first time so that I can enjoy it before it goes flat and gets too old. So the brewery is called OK3 Brewery. It's out of Lamar, California. If you ever find yourself in Lamar, you can look them up, check them out. Uh, 
and I have their level three IPA, and it's it's a delicious IPA. It's if you like the sort of like Lagunitas IPA taste, or even I guess like Stone IPA, it's like that with a little bit more sweetness to it, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's a little bit higher percentage as well. And this is what mm-hmm. killed me on Saturday night. So I'm revisiting the devil here on the Hair show. The dog that and bit you. I, I put it into the spoonful of sugar mug to hopefully just mm-hmm. forget that it killed me last time. Uh, Chris, before I even ask you what you're drinking, we got to describe the situation that's happening over there. You are sitting in what appears to be a hotel room in what definitely appears to be a white robe. <laughs> <laughs> you are looking comfy, my friend. Oh, oh, a little slip. It's um we are we are on day eight of this road trip and yeah. we we've got we've got three four more we have four more to go. <laughs> um so road trip brain is is setting in. Um and this is the time in the road trip where you have to treat yourself to some of the finer things. So when <laughs> oh, I was man. thinking about sitting down to record this episode, I said, I got to throw on the robe. Yep. It's there to be worn. So I'm going to do it. Yep. Um, the issue is uh, <laughs> Suv- <laughs> Operation Suva Beer has, has hit a snag. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I, uh, I, I was in New York. And I mean, I've scoured the city for the best sour beers and I found like one. I spent years doing this um, <laughs> and, and, and I didn't go pick up the one. So ah. I was like, I'm skipping is the Suva beer in New York. And I haven't had time to go out in, uh, in my new city, Washington, D.C. Um, to find something. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. So I'm, I'm, I'm cooped up in, in the hotel room with what I got. Um, so I went down to the snack bar and I got myself a blue Gatorade and a Pellegrino. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I put them in a little glass and, and we got ourselves a James P. Sullivan right here. <laughs> and it's, and it's freaking amazing. Um, I also got my little, I got my little um, chocolate pillow chocolate. Um, oh. We got a we got a dark chocolate, uh, premium Belgian chocolate selected for you by La Belge Chocolatier. Um, and we got the, we got the window open. I can see, uh, the <laughs> J- Joe Biden's house from my window. I can see, I can see George Washington's <laughs> from my, from my balcony. And, uh, it's great to be, it's great to be in the nation's capital y'all. Oh, my I'm feeling, gosh. feeling very, um, I don't even know. I don't know if I'm feeling anything at this point, but <laughs> Tess, what are you drinking? I don't know. I, uh, we're already off the rails. Yep. How are we going to do this? We were never on the rails. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know me. I'm very low maintenance with my drinking. I love me a canned cocktail. I've probably already had this on the pod, but I have one Bacardi mojito left, and I will surely finish this early on and I will change to a cut water mojito after this. (laughs) (laughs) Every, every Brandon mojito you've got, you're ready for it. Yeah. I also have some kettle one um, botanical garden series, which I highly recommend, Um, but I'm going to stick with the mojitos. I I like it. I like it. All right, everybody, 
let's let's do this before Chris sinks and melts further into his chair at the Ritz in his Ritz robe. Uh, to remind everybody what the demographic was that we surveyed for this bracket, it was folks who were excited about the Main Street Electrical Parade that Tess tried to avoid but just couldn't and were excited for the offerings around it. So they have like popcorn buckets and little souvenirs and some and some new clothing lines and stuff like that. So we asked them what their favorite lines were to stand in. What were their favorite cues of the Disneyland Resort? And they gave us 16. But last time we went ahead and narrowed it down for us uh, and we got to an Elite Eight that looked a little something like this. It's the number one Rise of the Resistance versus the number nine Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Down the brackets, the number four, Indiana Jones Adventure versus the number five, Haunted Mansion. Across the bracket is the underdog. It's the number 15, Pirates of the Caribbean versus the number 10, Space Mountain. And rounding out this Elite Eight, it's the number three, Smuggler's Run versus number 11, Jungle Cruise. All right, let's chat about this first matchup here. It's the number one, Rise of the Resistance versus the number nine, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. So last time we talked about how great the theming was of Rise. And it took down Mickey's house. Mickey still isn't free. He's down in his basement. He won't be freed until his house wins a bracket. So until we do a best Disney house bracket, maybe uh, he's he's locked in there. And so Rise of the Resistance is the big, big, big e-ticket ride that came with Galaxy's Edge. Uh, you are adventuring into a resistance base on the planet of Batu, and you are going to help the resistance uh, fight the First Order. And you're you're going on like a recon mission, and you're supposed to be undercover. No one's supposed to see you. And as you uh, travel through in the queue, you get captured by the First Order, and the attraction is you escaping the big Star Destroyer uh, with the help of a like droid essentially so the queue starts out you're walking through like a, a forest you're going through a forest trail and you uh, you show up uh, on some rocks and as you enter and get closer to the rocks it opens up you go behind a waterfall and then you're making your way through this kind of carved out underground bunker almost and as you make your way through you see kind of what the story is you see like as you get deeper there's more items that are obviously resistance items so you have like some of their flight suits you have some of their artillery you have some of their paneling and some of like their map work and all of that good stuff and finally you meet with some of the resistance fighters who are like all right you're going to get onto this transport vehicle and last time we talked about how chris wasn't able to really see this part of the the ride because he went during covid and so they didn't let you hang around in the queue but you get put onto this transport vehicle and we didn't even talk about like the transfer of this you're in a bunker that you then exit out of and suddenly you're outside again and there's a big ship that you're about to board and you can look around as you're outside there's like an x-wing uh parked right next to it and you're like, where am I in this park right now? Because it's just so enclosed by like trees and rock work that you feel like you're elsewhere. You feel like you went into the mountains and you are now in some secret hideaway because you kind of are. So you get onto this transport. Um, and I guess even right before that, you, you meet Ray. 
and Ray's hologram who gives us the mission. She's like, you got to get onto this transport, which is an incredible pre-show. Uh, we have uh, like an uh, animatronic BB-8, which is, you know, as impressive as like a robot can be. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was probably the easiest animatronic they've ever had to make in their lives. He's just rolling around and beeping and stuff. But the hologram effect is incredible. And Ray is speaking to us and letting us know that we're joining the resistance and we're here to help and we're volunteers. And then she's like, get onto this transport uh, vehicle and Poe is going to escort us out of and off of Batuu. And you get onto the transport vehicle and it's it's a simulator. We're ba- we're moving. And it's like, what what is happening? You're standing. This simulator is moving. It feels like you're taking off. It feels like an airport tram almost. And suddenly you get captured by the First Order. You're in like a tractor beam and the ship shakes. Doors open up. First Order officer comes out and is like, y'all, y'all in jail now. Y'all, y'all f***ed around and it's time to get locked up. So come on out to the bay and you walk out. And what do you see? About a hundred stormtroopers just staring back at you. And right behind them is this massive window. Like you get put into this huge show building and it looks like you're looking out into space. And it's so realistic. It, it's just one of the most amazing things you can see for the very first time. But I just remember being absolutely blown away. And I had seen all the like, the the spoilers for this because I didn't get to go on it until you know year after it had opened and you just don't know what it's like until you're on it. It's just so cool. Uh, I also went during like semi COVID, so we didn't get to hang around in that launch bay for very long. They kind of were like, all right, we got to keep going. We got <laughs> got to keep moving. Unfortunately, but I know people are able to like take photos and they get yelled at by the cast members and stuff. And that's the part. That that stresses me out. If your boy can't stand making eye contact with the Jungle Cruise skipper because you're afraid that he's going to tell you a joke, uh, being told what to do and ask questions by the First Order is not not for me. Head down, follow directions, <laughs> listen <Nope>. closely. <laughs> the one time we went on, we he like said what color to go to you line up on colors right before you're going to get put into your holding cell and i didn't hear him so i'm like guessing and i go and i stand and he was like do you not know your colors and i was like i just want to go on the ride man i don't don't stop talking to me it's stressful i don't like it i mean i like it i think it's awesome but like not to me (laughs) not to me i don't know if it's something that I want to play along with or I want to like mess with them. You know, like when I was like a middle schooler, I was like, oh, I'm going to mess with them. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to try and be funny to the Tower of Terror guy and like make him laugh (laughs) or something. Oh, you're one of them. Um, But I think in my uh, older age, I've been kind of like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to give him some back, you know, like (laughs) I'm going to act like I am a really scared like prisoner, you know? You just start crying on the spot. <laughs> Full breakdown, and they're like, I'm so- "This is an act, sir. Are you okay? Stop yelling at me." <laughs> okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you where they are. You know, it's probably the worst day to work that attraction is grad night. You oh, got a bunch no. of eighteen-year-old yeah. bullies just like not doing what you want them to do, and like talking back and and challenging you and. 
I would I would not want to be a cast member on Grand Night at Rise of the Resistance or just in general, but definitely not Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> or or trying to enjoy a Gemini birthday weekend at Blue Bayou while Grand Night's happening on pirates with people standing on the boats, you know? Oh, great. no. <laughs> great. Yeah. It doesn't sound specific at all. No. Nope. No, not a instance that you've ever encountered ever. So you uh, get put into this like holding cell and after you learn your colors and you know where to stand and they are like, all right, uh, we'll see you later. And above you is a is a screen that doesn't really look like a screen, but you have a stormtrooper that's like watching you. Everybody's kind of just like silently standing there and Kylo comes out. That general dude comes out. They're talking about how they they can't wait to, to kill us or whatever they say. And then the wall lights up. <laughs> and they we're being broken out. It's this effect that looks like the the wall is being carved out of uh out, like making a, a doorway out of the wall with some sort of you know pyrotechnic. And the door comes out and shifts to the side, which is a really cool effect. And you're onto your vehicle. And that's the cue. It's a long one. Like, as long as I just talked, imagine even longer. And it's so long that when they anticipated this attraction opening and and the fanfare around it, as you kind of zoom through the queue, like as you just walk on through, there are like benches carved out of Mm -hmm. the items throughout the queue. Because they knew people were going to have to like sit. <laughs> so they anticipated, which I appreciate. I appreciate that they're like, you know what? We should probably put a water fountain halfway through. You know what? We should probably put some benches for the folks that are going to be standing for two hours to ride this attraction. So I do like that. And it doesn't, it's not just a bench. Like it's, it looks like a feature of the queue, which is great theming. That's what you want to see out of Disney queue. It's up against Big Thunder, and I talked about it last time as well. You kind of just walk through this rock oasis. You cross over this babbling brook. You go past the Rainbow Ridge Mine Town. You can hear the the different sounds, whether it's day or night. There's different soundtracks for that town, uh, especially when, at night when the bar is open. You can hear the piano and people like laughing and, and, and shouting in the bar. And you kind of just snake around this really detailed rock work. Uh, Chris, you really liked it because you felt like you were elsewhere uh, mm-hmm. in the park and you were immersed somewhere. And I think it it does that. It does that extremely well, uh, especially for a roller coaster, right? You're about to hop on a runaway train that they could have just been like, okay, you're going to walk through some switchbacks, walk up onto this themed loading platform and hop on the train. But no, the entire queue is themed and i really like that and it sinks down as well so you you do get immersed in your surroundings and you don't really see the outside world because you have to slope down and you kind of get stuck in this area that you look up and the mountain looks even bigger than it actually is so i think that's really creative uh you know theming by the imagineers to do that but in this matchup i still think that rises the superior one it's hard to take down this number one seed i'm going to be interested in seeing how it's done and maybe it is this round but i got the one seed moving on here just because it's theming throughout the pre-show is phenomenal 
the way that they get you to your attraction through this like simulator is just the most impressive thing. I think it's one of the most immersive experiences you could ever have. I'm going to go with the one seat. Kyle, I appreciate the description of all the elements of the Rise of the Resistance queue. Uh, great work. Thanks, man. Um, but you are forgetting one of the most important parts of the Rise of the Resistance queue. And that's the virtual queue. <laughs> I mean, and, at one point there was and, a virtual and, queue. And, and, and maybe Tess can help us with like the current status of like what, what it, what it means to wait in the queue for Rise of the Resistance. Like, is there still boarding groups? No, they took them out. Uh, even Kyle, when you went, so it's yeah. been gone for a while. They did what? the prior to prior to Genie Plus. There was a standby only game, and it was it was great. I mean, you couldn't get on Rise because you know you'd have to rope drop it, and even then, if you rope dropped it and you were in the back of the group, it would be the longest line of the day, It'd be three hours instead of two, but. Yeah, they took out boarding groups a while back. When I went, it was boarding group. When I went again, most recently, we didn't even go on it because the lines, the wait time said it was so long. But we, then we also learned that there's some inflating of the wait times in general. Like I'm the kind of person when Indy says 30, I peek my head to see if the queue's outside or not. And that's what happened to me last week. And the queue wasn't, wasn't outside. It was not 30 minutes. It was a walk on. And it was a walk-on because the ride wasn't working and half the effects were gone. And I practically saw everything with the lights on. Um, but it was a walk-on, even though it was posted 30 minutes. So I don't have a feel for that queue at Rise, but I'm too afraid to wait. Do it. <laughs> to find I mean, out. okay. I mean, here we go. This is this is kind of what I'm saying is like the queue is is one of the best components of this ride, but it's also the thing that holds a lot of people back from writing it too. Sure. Um, the, that overflow being just, uh, so brutal and the length of it being so long. It's like when we're thinking about best cues, yeah. Like, Oh, ultra immersive and super well themed. All that stuff's really important. But as we, as we make our way deep into this bracket, I just, I, I want to bring up sooner rather than later, the fact that, you want to get on the ride. A good a good queue is one you can get through. Sure. And the point of waiting in the queue is to ride the ride. And if the queue is in some way hindering you from riding the ride, that makes it not good, um, no matter how themed it might be, you know? Um, so it's not the ride's fault. Um, it's just kind of one of those logistic elements that I was talking about on the last episode. Um, so that being said, um, I think it could happen with any ride, you know, like any, any ride is, <laughs> is, is susceptible to being swamped at any given moment. I mean, I've been plenty frustrated in the big thunder mountain line that's uh, the, in my life. Like it, that's the one that makes me mad. It, Once that switchback happens, it's like, no, thank you. Especially because it pours into the walkway. People are trying to get Changas. The lines for the Changas are matching with the lines for ch- Thunder. Come on. Chow down on the Changas, you know? And, <laughs> and like, 
there's a threshold, you know, for, for any attraction. So you go, all right, what's the, what's the max amount of time I'm willing to wait for Big Thunder versus what's the max amount of time I'm willing to wait for Rise of Resistance? And it's different for each ride. Um, so it, sometimes when we're comparing these cues, it can feel like apples and oranges just because the little mermaid w- will never reach that overflow queue because it, it, it will never, people will naturally never make that choice to be right. like, Oh, I'm, I'm willing to, w- okay. <laughs> Tess is doing a maybe face. Um, <laughs> because that is, that is one of the spots, um, that she likes to hit after grabbing some <laughs> drinks, uh, down on Pixar beer. <laughs> That's the, <laughs> go for a well, little it's swim. Like whenever they're, Whenever there's a festival going on, they're like, oh, yeah, Little Mermaid, let's make this ride 25 minutes long. And then you do go down and up and down and up and do all the things. I'm like, sure. get off my ride. Get out of here. Let <laughs> me see Zaddy Triton. Yeah. And it never gets to the point, though, where they're laying down painter's tape for uh, something yeah. like that. Right, right. I mean, yeah, jumping jellyfish. <laughs> To, you never to walk on almost every time, but <laughs> should there should be painters taped down for that one? Um, cues can cues can be good, but also be frustrating at the same time. I think is what I'm trying to say. Yep, you absolutely. Know, like it's a it's a test of your patience. Yeah, uh, and so um, you get to those really cool elements of the rise of the resistance cue, and it's like, do you have what's your What's your mental state like at that, at that right. moment? Like, is there is a resistance officer, is a first order officer gonna gonna chirp at you and you're gonna be like, yo, shut up, <laughs> shut up, <laughs> don't, don't, I'm not don't in the you. mood for this right now. Don't watch your little show games. I don't know. It's really hard to to think about. Yeah. Um. I, I and like I think there is a lot of value in. Like, I, this sounds really stupid and kind of like uh, slightly hypocritical um, when we're talking about like immersive cues and cues that have a lot of show pre-show elements and stuff. But like, some of my best like Disney Parks memories are like waiting in cues with my friends and like you know just chatting it up and getting to exactly. know each other better. Or, like you know, yeah, that's not uh, stupid. My, my, that's the most sentimental thing you've said on this podcast, Chris. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, my my first ever girlfriend, high school girlfriend. You know, we went to we we went to Disneyland. We hardly even knew each other. It was like we like messaged on MySpace. We were like, "Yo, let's go to Disneyland," and she was like, "Yo, let's, let's go to on Matterhorn." And so, <laughs> don't you don't we, we don't want to talk about Matterhorn. <laughs> you don't want to talk about. 16 year old boy on Matterhorn <laughs> when they had the cuddle seats. It was, uh, Don't oh need my it. God. Don't um, so like, you know, you get to know people that yeah. you don't know very well, or, you know, you have some good jokes or exchange some great memories with people, you know, really well, play some fun games. Um, like I was talking about in the last episode, a little heads up, a little game of snaps. Sure. Uh, and it can be fun. Um, it can be really annoying when, you know, you wait long line after long line after long line. Um, and your kind of like ride output on the day is not very high, but, uh, you know, if you need to stick out something long for something good, I think it's, it's part of the day. It's just part of the day. So, um, 
you know, when you, when you talk about a line like big thunder, um, it's a chill spot to hang out, you know, even though there's no real like pre-show crazy projection and full on simulator transport. Like, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like the, the quaintness and, and the charm of that rainbow Ridge and the music and the whistle of that train, you know, it, it immerses you in its own way. Yep. Um, and it, it immerses you in Frontierland and it immerses you in, uh, in the spirit of Disney. And that is uh, sharing memories with the ones that you love. Um, how's that? How's that, Tess? Is that a good so one? So poetic. Making memories. Making memories. <laughs> they, they wrote a whole song about it. Um, this is just me kind of circling the drain here. I'm going with Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> oh, <so>. my gosh. <laughs> Uh, just a that stormtrooper, that stormtrooper room. Yeah, you know, like if it wasn't for that, I might, I might go with Big Thunder. But that stormtrooper room, like you said, is just so. You can see the pictures of it, and you can watch the videos of it. But like, and until you see it for the first time, you just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to be a Star Wars fan to to see that and be like, this is like, this is an insane thing that i'm standing in here yeah uh you know and i'm at disneyland in southern california where like i was told that there's no room to build any more rides and here (laughs) we have this big giant chamber we're standing in it's so cool yeah uh yeah going with the one seat of the final four tess parting words for big thunder mountain oh she's got the ears got the ears no i got a take these off i specifically did no, not the eulogy my pirate, my read, read the eulogy <laughs> <laughs> no i get it you know i i i didn't expect the the explanation to to you know switch back but yes we're there we're on the same page <laughs> all right let's move on to the next round of eight matchup then it's number four indiana jones versus number five the haunted mansion and this is this is this it. is a this is a brutal matchup. This here, is it, people. Uh, in one corner, we've got <laughs> Indiana Jones, um, and we talked about some of the elements um, on the last episode the uh, the fun decoder hidden messages uh, throughout the temple, uh, the bamboo forest out front um, with weird initials and maybe um, problematic. Uh, icons and logos uh, sketched into them. Sure. Um, you got, you've got guano tunnels. Um, but the one part that we did not bring up in the last episode, uh, at least in detail is the Sala yes. safety demonstration. Oh my goodness. Uh, for this attraction. And oh my goodness, you know, it's a, it's interesting because I don't feel I, I an able person, uh, do not feel like Indiana Jones is like an intense experience, um, both when it comes to like the motion of the ride, as well as like the sensory experience that happens on it. But like yeah. my mom does, she doesn't like it, makes her feel nauseous. And I'm sure there are a lot of people that don't like it. Um, but a lot of these bigger quote unquote, more intense attractions, you know, they have these little safety spiels, you know, the space mountain, we haven't talked about him yet, but there's this like Weenie Hut Jr. dude who does this little thing on the TV. <laughs> yeah. 
You're on a roller you're coaster going, type ride go, in the dark. It's like, where did they find that guy and what is he doing now? <laughs> we gotta find him. We gotta find him. Space Mountain yeah. Man. Where are Did you? Did ever do anything again? <laughs> um, but it, it's just like, okay, there's that. And then you, get, you go out and you get John Rice Davies himself. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Sala, just a great sidekick character uh, in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, and he does uh, just this great bit on like how you need to uh, buckle your seatbelt while you're going into the temple, you know, and it's not, it's not a roller coaster demo. It's like he, it's like literally in within the universe of the ride. I don't know right. what we want to call it, but like the indieverse. he's like inside the indieverse, <laughs> yeah. um, and you are entering the indieverse, and you're going into this temple to look at it or whatever. And, you know, he does the welcome, my friends, to the temple of the forbidden eye. <laughs> uh, and and damn, that was good. I have, it's the best. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, when the journey becomes eh, bumpy, so um, <laughs> there's that, and then like interspersed with the like safety segments are like the newsreel where they do. It's kind of of like they're giving you some of the lore of the attraction and kind of like what the attraction's supposed to be. Um, And if you're paying attention and I found the temple of the forbidden eye. (laughs) And there's like the, there's like the, the like, um, guy who like runs in and he runs out and he's got like a bunch of like money <laughs> and then and then like this lady like old lady like wobbles in and she comes out and she's like super hot uh, <laughs> and is there like a there's someone get yeah I don't know I can't remember what the third one is um because there's the t- the, t- the t- chamber of riches and then there's the chamber of like Youth uh, and youth, the, and then the one that's like it's like t- seeing the future or something. I yeah, think. I don't know, but anyways, uh, yeah, these like little old timey newsreel segments are so funny, and like the way that they make the attractions sort of a uh, a real experience, you yep. know, in the same way that they kind of do with rise, where it's like I'm not just going on a ride, like I'm actually. The ride is a real thing, uh, and I'm just experiencing the real thing. Sure. Super cool. Yeah, it is. Um, Indiana Jones as like an IP in the Disney park, uh, you know, interesting to say the least, like in (laughs) retrospect. You know, it made sense at the time, partner up with Lucasfilm, and it was such a popular movie franchise, um, even though... By the time they put that attraction in, it wasn't necessarily anything new. Um, So we kind of think about the type of stuff they put in now. It's like they're always going with the newer, uh, the newer IPs and ones that they own exclusively. Don't count count indie out. We got we've got indie five hitting hitting our screens soonish. Yo, yo. I don't want to do a whole Indiana Jones rant, but there was one good Indiana Jones movie. Come on. I mean, yeah. 
And there was two decent ones and one really bad one. Very bad one, actually. I'm not exactly optimistic for whatever's coming next. Is Timothy um, Chalamet going to take over as Indy? Is that who the the torch is going to be passed to? Look, I love Timothy Chalamet, but he cannot be Indiana Jones and Willy Wonka. This is not fair. <laughs> it's not <allowed>. <laughs> <laughs> They, like, explicitly used to... Well, I guess Harrison Ford was Han Solo and Indiana Jones. Yeah. So like, but yeah, it was the 90s. It was the Eisner, the Eisnerification of the park, make it more adventurous and appeal to the the youths and the teens. Um, and it was a hit, you know? It was, it's, it's the, the uh, rise of the resistance of like the late 90s. Yeah. Uh, when yes. it comes to like yeah. the, the way people approach the queue. Uh, yeah. They used to make that. Jo- I don't know if they still make that joke on the Jungle Cruise, but it's like, oh, coming up on your right is uh, Indiana Jones in the Temple of the Three Hour Line or something yeah. like that. I can't yeah. remember what it is, but um, I don't know that it is quite consistently uh, at that length on a regular basis. But Tez, you mentioned the mechanical problems, and it just it's just inconsistent with like whether the attraction's going to be available. Um, will it boulder or will it not oh, boulder? You know? that's, good. that's the question. Yeah. It's, that's the game. It's sad because it is when everything's working, it is such a great ride, but there are so many parts that it just never, it is never. I mean, they could spend months doing a full refurbishment and it's just not gonna, everything's just not gonna click. Uh, no, it's an, it's an exercise in futility. Um, so, is it time to retire Indiana Jones? Not hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Burn it down. Burn it down. I don't think so. Burn it. Hey, I'm always down for that new new. You know me. Um, there's a couple little interactive elements in the indie queue. You've got the uh, fake ceiling, uh, yep. where you you used to like wiggle the thing and it go. When the ceiling would drop, uh, as like a a, a rowdy a teenager, right? Who um, very proudly knew his Disneyland um, stuff. He used to love walking with friends through and be like, "Oh, oh," and everyone be like, "Oh," <laughs> just like that. Um, you got the dude. You got the dude who's uh, who's down in the pit. And it says, don't pull the rope and you yep. pull the rope and it goes slack. Super fun effect. Um, and, and these are like small things that would keep people entertained, you know, like you don't have to go through a full on, uh, resistance transporter to, to keep people's attention. You know, like you put that little stuff in there yeah. and it's amazing how easily people are entertained. There's also like signage around that tells you like not to step on the, tiles with the diamonds on it and just random random caution signs and stuff that immerses you just as much without being so blatantly obvious about it and i think that's really cool it feels like an active site and especially when you go into that room that you just talked about where the um the line that says do not pull you walk in and it's this massive like dome room and there's scaffolding everywhere and the queue switchback 
is through like the legs of the scaffolding. So it's almost like you're walking through this active excavation site on your way into the the theater room. It's just so cool how they thought to do that all the way through and and make you feel like you're actually exploring a temple that is being explored as they as you live it. Totally. So um You've got some you got some Easter eggs too. You've got Indy's office after that uh film screening room. There's a couple little uh references to some of the films in there. You've also got the uh I, I I've never seen it, but apparently the old Eeyore parking lot sign is back there behind that projector. I look or, every single time and I can't see him any You gotta be like seven feet tall probably to yeah. get, get a peek <laughs> of that. But um I love knowing that it's there, allegedly. Same. Also, like something kind of random that's cool is you get people coming off the attraction as you're going going through the line. Uh, they're kind of right next to each other in, in a few places. And I don't know, it's kind of cool to see people like super excited after they get off and, you know, yeah. like gives gives you a little a little boost to like, okay, like it's, you know. And what's it's funny coming, is it's you, worth the wait. you see them so early on in your journey that you're like, oh man, we must be close if they're exiting. And it's like, no, you better buckle <laughs> nope. up, baby. You <laughs> no, got no, about no. five rooms before you get to that, that loading station. Uh, and hey, one of the, one of the original things we talked about, uh, when we were talking about parks on this whole podcast is that very first room when you enter that temple. And there's that giant mural of Mara. Yeah. And that hissing. And his little seven-year-old Chris <laughs> Not said, it. no, thank you. Get me out of here. And, and dipped the <laughs> out. That was, uh, it probably took me four or five years before I like worked up the courage to go back in there. Because cause it's just, if to like a little kid, like it feels so real. You know, like, and, and hearing like that lore that, oh, so you go on this Jeep and, and there's this statue that says, don't look at it. And if you look at it, you, you go to whatever, uh, the gates of doom, (laughs) super just like inspiring, you know? Yeah. Love that. But then this attraction's going up against Haunted Mansion, which had the exact same effect. A uh, little, little Chris. <laughs> too scary rides. Uh, too too scary rides for little kids, man. Like I couldn't even make it through the gates. You know, you just stay, you just sit, stand out there. You see these big cast iron, cast iron, like it's a skillet. Uh, uh what do they call it? <laughs> rod iron. <laughs> rod iron. Yeah. Big rod iron gates. <laughs> cooking up an omelet on that cooking cast up, iron yeah, gate. Cooking up a Ronto roast. I was gonna say. Um, that that winding walkway that leads up to the the uh the house and it's all forced perspective you know yep. like it's all it's all much wide it's narrower than it actually looks and um but it just looks so intimidating you know when you're standing down there and looking through those gates and you've got that sign so scary to a little kid um and and that's before you even get in the line uh yep. Go through the pet cemetery. There's tons of little classic little uh, exitensio puns in there. 
going through that little crypt out in the back too, a bunch of little uh, I be dead or whatever, the, yeah. you yep. know, funny headstones. Um, and the whole time you're just, there's really nothing to look at but the mansion itself. And you're just like looking at this decrepit, dusty looking house on one side and then the, the Ivy kind of hill that's up there right below the railroad tracks. Um, and it's like you're in, you know, kind of an overgrown sketchy old house, yeah, old backyard, get into the stretching room. Obviously everyone knows the spiel. Everyone says it. Uh, you get the, you get the stretching portraits. Everybody knows it. You get the, you get, it's only one way out. There's only, there's, what no is it? Windows. No windows and no, no doors. It offers you this chilling challenge to find a way out. Of course, there's always my way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Dead, Dead person. person. Um, question for you. Oh. Is that is that too morbid? Like, are we, will we ever get to the point where we say, you know what? Don't like the depiction of suicide on this attraction, so it's coming down. Well, now, now I'm thinking that. You never <laughs> thought that. You never thought that. I, it took me probably a decade to notice the, the dead person. I never looked at it. <laughs> I didn't know it was there for the longest time. I, it was just dark, and I'm like, oh, lightning. Ah, and I didn't look up to see the dead person, so I never thought about it. When the redhead was removed out of Pirates, there was an entire discourse around, okay, well, if we're going to go PC and get rid of the redhead, then we might as well get rid of the the hanging skeleton in the haunted mansion. Like they went on this, it was like this anti wokeness crusade that also wanted to call out other things that were problematic in the parks. Hmm. I, I see it. I always imagined that that person was killed, that they didn't kill themselves. Like that's was always my interpretation until adulthood i guess in which like there's always my way and i'm like oh what's your way oh killing yourself oh but as a kid i was like there's always my way as in like he's gonna kill us Hmm. and he's gonna kill us by execution from the top of this building (laughs) that's better right right? (laughs) yeah it is better (laughs) it's way better So yeah, I I mean eventually maybe it'll get it'll get taken out, but there hasn't been an uproar yet. So my favorite, my favorite, my favorite stretching room tradition: find that crease, go hug that door, and get ready to exit on out. Just go, do yep. a little spin move coming out. Yep, you can cut. You can cut like seventy five people. Yeah. In that yeah. in that one moment, just do a little sidestep along. When they say, uh, "Please there. drag your bodies to the center of the floor," Chris goes, "I'm gonna find that crease and I'm gonna stand on the wall." And you can't <laughs> tell me any different. Um, yeah, love that. Um, go down the portrait gallery. You got a little cat lady. Got a little Medusa. Got a little ghost ship. You've yeah. got a little. Rain on the windows. You've got some some busts that are 
<laughs> watching you walk down the hallway. For <laughs> <laughs> people that are listening, he reenacted exactly what those buzz look like. And then the very, the very last, the very last thing before you hop on your dune buggy. Oh, God. The, 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 okay, here's one thing I really don't like about this cue. Oh. Um, the way that we have to kind of like police ourselves when it comes into like getting into a single file. We're back to like, policing ourselves in line. Like, <laughs> it's like there's it, it's like a giant funnel kind of that goes from like the end of the beginning of the portrait gallery all the way down to like that last little pinch spot. It's like and parties do, are do like I go do I go trying for, like, to like where weave they get separated and, like, <laughs> and it's so awkward. Um well, I but, just don't understand it. It's like we're all going to the same place. So unless you're creasing it like Chris, like who cares? That's how I do. Just, that's how I do. <laughs> First but day. if you don't, but that's the thing. If you're not right there, then who cares? Like I'd rather stay back and watch everyone go yeah, yeah, like yeah. idiots and just just chill. Yeah. So yeah, eventually get to the end of the pinch point, and there's one little turnaround before you get onto that Omni Mover walkway. And uh, my favorite little bat friend, whose yeah. whose whose head is just so deformed from people who have grabbed just, onto that little post as they go do a little spin move around it. Um, I always love looking at that and being like, that is about sixty years of people's skin touching that thing, touching it. Uh, hope they wash it a couple of times a day. Maybe. Probably don't, but and that's the cue for the haunted mansion. I I I I love uh, the indie cue. I love the way that it is immersive and inspiring and handles the uh, making a long line feel much shorter than it is. Sort of, <laughs> uh, really well. On the haunted mansion cue is just something so near and dear to me. I think I mentioned when we were talking about attraction soundtracks, the writing um, that is in the ghost host narration uh, inspired me uh, to write um, and to to study the English language more. And uh, it's just so good. And I love it. So I'm going with the bias on this one. And it's not even bias that has to be defended very hard. Uh, I'm going with the mansion. The indie cue, uh, the, the safety spiel part that I love every single time, besides the newsreel, is when the person in the Jeep gets turned into a skeleton. <laughs> and then the the camera gotcha. like zoom like circles in on them. And then it's just like a skeleton head. <laughs> and it's so and cheesy. Goes, goes, that would be dangerous. Very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I like I hope I always hope that I'm in line for that part. Oftentimes, like if you show up at the very tail end of, you know, the cast member letting people through, you might skip through that room yeah. altogether yeah. and yeah. not get to see any of it. And so you're just you're moving, 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 which is great for you if you're getting on the ride. But for me, who wants to see which newsreel I'm getting or which uh, when I can see the skeleton, because that's my favorite part. And like they're stowing things away into the 
little pouches and the little kid puts a slingshot in there. Like all of these little moments of that safety spiel video is just so good. Here's here's a thing about the indie queue versus the mansion queue. I think that the indie queue was built with volume in mind and the mansion queue was built with story in mind. So you have the indie queue, which is like, yo, we're about to drop the biggest rides in Splash Mountain. And we saw what Splash Mountain did. We had to extend the queue around the mountain itself and make that permanent. That wasn't planned. Everyone was supposed to enter through this like mill, but it was so high demand. So we need to accommodate for that. We need to build a longer line. We need to get people under the berm for this massive show building. So let's make the line as long as we can to make as much space as we can. And then we have to theme it to keep people from losing their minds as they're making their way under the berm, right? The mansion is also under the berm. But instead of making you ha- making the queue accommodate as many people as possible, they really focused on the story element. You see the house on the hill as you're in New Orleans Square and you walk up and you go through the cast iron skillet, bacon and eggs, you got an omelet cooking on the on the grill gates. And you make your way through and you're like, oh, the mansion's right here. But what do they do to add to the suspense? You got to walk around it. So you're walking through the cemetery and you got to go left. And as you think you're about to get there, you you veer back through and you're going through the cemetery. And it's just the story building of like, this is going to be silly, but dark. Everyone that's dead in this yard, our pets, our humans, and all of their Grave markers are silly. They're punny. This is kind of what we're going to be seeing. You get into the foyer and they make you wait and you sit there, chandelier above your head. Like you feel like you just walked into this old house and it's even better now for us, 60 years removed from when it opened, that if it is an old house, this is an old facade, this is an old attraction. So it even adds, like I always said that about Tower of Terror. I was like, that lobby, they don't got to touch it. Let the spiders take that thing over. They don't got to clean. They don't got to dust. And that's the benefit of having this haunted, decrepit attraction. And you get that with Haunted Mansion as well. And the creativity of not making you walk, 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 but instead put an elevator, theme the out of the elevator so that you can walk under the berm and into the show building is so smart. With Indy, you are walking, walking, walking downhill, downhill, downhill. So much so that they make you climb stairs at the very end of walking up. You got to walk up the stairs, get back over the the exit of the Indy attraction, go back down the stairs so that you can actually load on the other side. I, I just think that storytelling is so important. And that's why I liked Rise a lot more than I liked Big Thunder. Big Thunder tells a story that you're in this old frontier town, but with rise your the stories with in the the queue right you're a resistance volunteer and you're making your way through the base it feels the same way with this mansion you are exploring this mansion maybe a place you're not supposed to be 
And now you've been taken over by these ghosts and you're going on this little quirky tour. India is great thematically. I think it's probably the most well-themed cues outside of Rise. Uh, but I think that with that intention of storytelling with Haunted Mansion puts it over the edge. I'm going with you, Chris. Hmm. India is going down. Tess, who we thought, who I thought honestly was going to push its way to the top, goes out with Indy. Uh, What are your thoughts? Uh, First of all, sorry, Mandy. She's currently yelling. (laughs) Screaming. You hear her? Um, I had a whole argument to yell at you guys. I thought it was going to go pretty far too. Lay lay it on us. Um, we're going to go back to me being nervous around crowds and people since COVID. Um, one of, I think my second trip back since COVID was when they stopped doing social distancing. Like it was like in the middle of mine and Mandy's trip. And so it was just very, just like awkward you know, just suddenly have it, have it stop, but then all of their minimum wage workers don't have enough information to know what to do with it. So Indy was a prime example of that, whereas before, you know, you only could be inside for so long. So they used not only the whole outdoor queue, but they also used the Jungle Crew cruise queue as an extended queue to make room for social distancing and to wait in line less inside. So it flipped when they stopped doing the social distancing and instead they're like, Oh, let's just put people inside. And so then the whole queue was inside and you were inside for so long instead of like a slow release where you can, you know, you don't have to wait very long inside. And it is so dark. Yeah. So narrow in yeah. those caves that that's when I found out that I'm this much claustrophobic. Cause I'm like, I am around so many people in this tight space right now. And it is so gross. I was like, this is not what I signed up for. I hate this. It's just that I, it's too dark. It's too dark. I mean, Hunt <laughs> Mansion is obviously dark, but it's not dark for very long. And it's a wider space. And like, I could make the choice that while all the people are stampeding, like in Lion King to go to the front, I yep. can just stay back and it's dark, but I can still, I have my own space. And in India, it's just, a lot yeah so i just too many bad experiences with the the in, in dq so sorry mandy sorry mandy down goes indy all right let's talk about this next matchup it's number 15 pirates of the caribbean versus number 10 space mountain and i think that like pirates of the caribbean my favorite ride but i'm not about that q life with pirates I'm not about that Hue life with space either. Space Mountain, hmm. if that thing makes me walk through that dumb holding building that is barely themed and, and it's, but at least it's air conditioned, uh, it, it's so silly. It just feels so unnecessary to have that building. However, once you enter the station itself, Space Station 77, and it has Space Mountain above it and Space Station and you walk through and you start going through those tunnels to the big reveal of the spaceship and the boosters and the and the loading queue and you walk around that room. It feels worth it. Like it feels like you you put in the time to see this big reveal and now you're about to get onto this ride. With pirates, 
I'm I won't say like I won't talk about the um overflow because that's definitely a negative of pirates and that's just going to add to my argument why I don't want it to move on here but like the queue is just a bunch of switchbacks in a courtyard that then puts you through the front doors which I love it feels very quaint it feels very like you know 1967 but the entrance you walk in and then it's it's the boats usually nowadays just backed all the way up. <laughs> like it's not like it used to be where they would like float around and then stop and then you would unload. Like they put so many boats out there that it's just this log jam of boats that are waiting to get through. You have the little island with the the parrot and the map and the sand and all of that good stuff, but it's it's all of a sudden it's nighttime, which is great, except that it's all of a sudden it's nighttime. At night, it's super fun to go through that queue and walk through that building and be like, oh, it feels like it's still night. This is very like fun. And I feel like I'm actually taking sail out of Disneyland into the bayou and into the Caribbean. But during the day, it's eye adjustment time. And you walk down Lafitte's Landing, which is cool because it turns into this kind of dock where you can see the foliage of the Blue Bayou and all of that good stuff. But you had to endure whatever you had to endure outside. If you chose the right hand cue, sorry, you made the wrong choice. Left hand, best hand, you got to go through there. You got to go around the building a little bit, see a little something that you might not always see. But I just don't think it's a very strong cue. Uh, it, it, it just doesn't feel like you are doing anything special which you kind of want to feel when you are going into these Disney attractions, in my opinion. Space Mountain, it does feel like that. Uh, once you get past Pizza Planet <laughs> and once you get through whatever that random holding building is, you can walk through what feels like a space tunnel and a spaceship and a space station. And I like that. And I think that's really cool. And it adds to anticipation. You get the safety spiel with our boy who this entire time since you brought him up, I've been trying to find him. <laughs> And see if he has like an IMDb or if anyone knows who he is. Or like I've been Googling and I cannot find this man. So if you know who the safety spiel guy from Space Mountain and Disneyland is, hit us up, please. We gotta get him on the pod. We gotta talk to this man. We gotta talk the, to him. This is the job for Kevin Perger from oh, Defunct yeah, Land. Defunct He's Land. got the network to to accomplish something like that. Uh, maybe we should. Maybe we should at him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we this should. This is at important. Him. We need to make sure this guy's okay. Yeah, uh, we need to make sure he's still working in entertainment because you know he never worked for Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did not. That was it. Unless he was one of. Oh, here's a a, a theory, a Disney oh, Resort no. theory. So. Uh, Disneyland loved his cheesiness so much. They loved it. They ate it up. Nom, 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 nom. Roll coaster in the dark. Oh, that's such a funny, funny phrase. Oh, you delivered it so infomercially. How's your, how's your physical acting? He was like, pretty good. I could do one of these. And they're like, oh, you got the shoulders for the Golden Gate Bridge, baby. Go ahead. And you're going to be in 2001 <laughs> Golden Eureka what? Parade. No. And he's one of the Golden Gate Bridge guys. No. Okay. That's, uh, that, that would be, I guess, the, the best timeline. I'm calling it now. I'm calling okay. it now. Um, I'm going Space Mountain here. Pirates, I love the attraction. Don't love the queue. Space Mountain, don't love the queue, but love it more than Pirates. 
Yeah, I mean, I really like the coziness of the Pirates line, if you will, but I'm getting a lot of Fantasyland vibes, you know, where it's like they built a ride but forgot that a lot of people have to go into it. Um, they did. So, so they kind of just have to figure out how to make that happen. And um, I think in an ideal world, you know, there's no queue and everyone just walks up into there and it's it real nice, but yeah, it used to be because that it's just not that exist. it's just it's just not that way anymore. So, um, yeah, I think waiting outside in the upper deck on Space Mountain is mind numbing <laughs> to say the least. But <laughs> top five worst experience. <laughs> Jesus, um, God, uh, but the that final room is really cool. Um, and I can talk about that some more uh, in the next round because I'm agreeing with you uh, and sending Space Mountain on. So we've got three of our final four set tests. You haven't had to break a tie yet. Are we still are we still on the right wavelength here? Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a lot of stakes in this part of the bracket, but I will say that I walked through New Orleans Square last night and I'm very interested to see what they do with the Pirates queue because they're they have a lot of boards up, you know, not just around the queue itself, but the theories that they're doing something to the phantasmic seating area, I would agree with because they have some boards up over there too. So I'm very, very interested interested to see how that changes because I think it would probably would have changed our arguments tonight. So very excited for that. All right, we've got the final round of eight matchup. It's number three, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run versus number 11, Jungle Cruise. Um, I'll make it quick. I'm going with Smuggler's Run. Um, I talked a lot about the Millennium Falcon and the way that they incorporate the exterior of the Millennium Falcon in the fully to scale model that's parked out front that you wrap around when you're in the queue. Um, and then you've got the, the interior portion as well. Uh, where you've got the replica of the bridge and you've got the replica of uh, the little lounge area where where Obi-Wan and Luke and Han and C-3PO and R2-D2 and Chewbacca be chilling, yep. playing a little uh, 3D chess game and practicing uh, their remote lightsaber training. Um, it's cool. And and then you've got the Hondo pre-show element as well that uh, I've never seen, but allegedly is pretty cool. So I think that definitely trumps the little quirky stuff you might find in the Jungle Cruise queue. Um, so I'm sending it to the final four. Jungle Cruise queue is definitely my favorite between these two, but I think that Smugglers is probably the better queue, not only for those immersive elements, but you get to walk around the land in a different way than if you were just visiting and not going on that attraction. And I mean that as in you get to go behind the Millennium Falcon. And even if you're not a Star Wars fan, you know what the ship is. Like you, you, yeah. you've seen it, you know what it is, you know it's a Star Wars ship. So regardless of if you're a fan or not, it's cool to walk behind it uh, and, and get to see different views of it, especially if you know that you can't see those views just by attending or just showing up to Batu. I don't like how a lot and most of the queue is just a bunch of switchbacks through a 
like car garage, like a ship garage, basically, until you get to Hondo and he's one he's in his garage and then he allows you to board the ship that lands. Uh, but I I think it's better than the Jungle Cruise uh, because the Jungle Cruise is is also just a bunch of switchbacks, very close ones, too. Unfortunately, if you're in that boathouse, especially upstairs, there's not like I'm a pretty like slender dude and I can't walk through the, uh, the, the ropes without bumping shoulders with anyone next to me. Like it's very much, you got to walk at an angle up there and that, that is just kind of them forcing us into a space and it gets a little too crowded up there. So I love the, the vibe. I love the ambiance up there. I love the background music of the skipper radio that's playing. And I, I listen to that often and I work to it very often, but it's definitely going to be a smugglers run here as well. Tess, haven't had to do too much work yet, but were you going to also go Smugglers or did you like the Jungle Cruise here? Um, yeah, Jungle Cruise was, is too too tight, too too tight, too yeah. too much, too much. Yeah. yeah. Final four, here we go. It's the number one Rise versus the number five mansion. And this is where Rise goes down for me. And here's Ooh. why. Because <laughs> what I just said about Smugglers is like for you, if you have seen if you've existed in pop culture then you know what the millennium falcon looks like the and you get to see that right off the bat ba 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 you see you see the the falcon you walk through and then you start going through garages the other side of it is if you haven't seen star wars and Tess, you brought this up none of that stuff in that attraction queue matters to you until that bay opens up and you see the stormtroopers which are probably the most identifiable part of that attraction for people who aren't Star Wars fans. Maybe they know Ray from the new stuff. Maybe they know BB-8 from toys and stuff. <laughs> but until you open up the transport vehicles doors and see the stormtroopers, there's not a ton that's identifiable for someone who doesn't know that IP. And that's not that's not bad. Uh, you can still feel like you're going on some sort of adventure. But the storytelling is so inside baseball that unless you have some sort of background knowledge about what Star Wars is and what this resistance base means and you're on a different planet, you're going through a forest, it's not as straightforward and digestible for someone who is not a Star Wars fan. The mansion is an original story that you don't need any context for. The name is literally a haunted mansion. So you know that this is a scary building. And you're about to walk into a scary building and you walk through the yard of the scary building and you walk into the front door of the scary building and then things get scary and the queue is enjoyable and they tell you the story uh, pretty straightforward. And as Chris said, beautifully written. It's not just like, hey, welcome to the haunted house. Uh, Things are scary in here. You better get ready because you're going to be in a little bean pod. And you're going to be transported around on a tour. And uh, oh, uh, we have room for one more ghost and it might be you. Like, no, they do it. It's very poetically, right? And they they lure you in with the, a host who's going to be haunting you along the way. You don't know which way you're going to, to be turning as you're in that room with no windows and no doors. Suddenly a door opens and suddenly you're in the house. It's raining outside all of a sudden. Like, 
it's just such great storytelling that doesn't need any background info. And I really like that about Mansion. And I think that's that's Disney storytelling at its finest. They can take a concept and tell an entire story around it. They can also take an IP and continue a story, which they do very well with like Star Wars and with indie. But a lot of their references and a lot of the major points of you know, the these IP rides, especially now, you have to know something about it. I mean, Rise of the Resistance in and of itself infers that you know what you're resisting. <laughs> and if you don't, then you you're walking through a forest and through some caves and trouble is afoot. So I I'm I'm gonna go with mansion here and an upset. Five's going to the finals for me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Kyle, you use you use the word poetry. I think that's a great way to kind of describe the mansion queue. And we are Disney parks uh, traditionalists in a lot of ways. I think, and we yeah. we appreciate that history, you know. And and like while the the sensory experience might not be as intense and in total immersion as it is in something like Rise of the Resistance. A queue like Haunted Mansion has a, a confidence about it and uh, and a quaintness and a simplicity that takes you away in an entirely different way. I would compare it to I would compare this matchup to something like, you know, Charles Dickens' Great Expectations versus Harry Potter. You know, like uh they're they're both well fleshed out worlds in their own way. One is much more uh, wacky and uh, gripping on the surface, um, but the other one is is also deep. It's it's a little bit slower, but it's just as deep. Um, this left side of the bracket was actually quite difficult. Yeah, uh, we had some really good cues on the left side. And uh, the Haunted Mansion is going to come out on top, I think, for us here. Rise of the Resistance, again, it's what I said last matchup. The idea that the queue is something that makes you stay away from the ride really uh, is a red flag for me. Uh, Haunted Mansion, it can get 60 minutes. I'll I'll ride it, man. Like, no problem. Wrap around that fountain. (laughs) get, Get me in line. Don't care, the, you know. Your boys, your boys got sticky hands for for elements of the haunted mansion yeah, queue. I'm I mean, we some, already know this. I'm taking something home. I'm taking something home with me. Uh, so, so I'm going with the mansion. Tess, haunted mansion did it. Made it out of the left side. What are your thoughts? I just, I just don't understand sometimes the way your guys' minds work and operate sometimes. I, What's confusing? I, what, where do we throw you? I, I'm, I, I, I love Haunted Mansion. I do not hate the queue. That's another bad extended queue, though, that you really only see during um, Haunted Mansion holiday, let's be real. Which is but, not the same ride. Let's not, let's not act like it's the same ride. Let's get that <laughs> out of here. Instead of some like ambient, ambient, scary uh, background noise, let's do a little like uh, Christmas carols. Like, get that out of my face. <laughs> okay, well, that's an argument for another day that we've already had. It's fine. Um, but <laughs> I'm just, 
rise it's just on its own level and you know if with it being out of the bracket now you know it's more of an even playing field i guess because rise is the only one that's done everything that's that it's the only one that's done it that way i'm just bewildered you guys it's just this is mouse you know, madness this is you got to play the game madness i will say that games. one of my favorite parts of rise and the queue besides stormtroopers and all that stuff um okay when you guys well you guys have only done rise once so maybe this isn't the question for you but um you know i'm always interested to see where people want to stand in the i don't know what what do you call it it's not the escape pod the you the know transport you, vehicle thing. yeah um, and a lot of people go to the front because they think that's cool and they got the animatronic there but i always go to the back and that's a really, really cool part of the ride is that the, the film of whatever's happening, if it's nighttime, if it's currently nighttime in real life, it's dark. If it's daytime, cool. the video is daytime. If you're at the front, you know, everything's moving forward. If you're in the back, you see everything moving away. Um, and it just looks like it's all the film. The film is filming is all like you're in the land. Um, it's it's a really, really immersive part of the ride that I love. And I always go to the back because you see more of that video element and no one's around you to do whatever. And um, <laughs> I don't know, I'm just surprised to see it go, guys. I'm speechless. Not because I've been talking to her for, for five minutes, but I'm just so... Uh... <laughs> um, let's talk about Space Mountain. I got some stories. Tell us. I got some Space Mountain stories for Tell us. us. Okay. Not cuddle stories. Can't cuddle on that right. ride. Nope. All right. Nope. Uh, hands in the dark. Hey, 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 you want to talk about Magic Kingdom? You want to talk about Walt Disney World Space Mountain? That's, no, that's a different yeah, story. That's a different story. <laughs> okay, so, um, Kyle, you're familiar with Rob Blake. Yep. Uh, All-star defenseman, Stanley yep. Cup winner in the National Hockey League. Yep. Played for the LA Kings, Colorado yep. Avalanche. Yep. I think you did a lap with the Sharks, if I remember Sounds correctly, too. Sure did. One of the greats uh, was at his peak in the mid 2000s, early 2000s. Um, and we are a big hockey family. That's one piece of information. Other piece okay. of information. My, my parents are very gentle people. Yeah. Uh, was, I was not spanked as a child. Uh, never once was a finger laid on me. Uh, it was just. very rare. It was very, very rare. It, it wasn't just rare. It was like never, 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 ever did I ever have any kind of like violent physical contact with my parents. Okay. What is happening Me right now? Meanwhile, my dad is one of the funniest people. Like it's where I get my sense of humor and yeah. my comedic timing. It comes from him. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're, in, we're in the line for Space Mountain. It's probably afternoon. It's been, it's been a day. We probably have a little pizza port in our bodies. We're feeling a little <laughs> crazy. Got that chicken fusilli. Oh. Feeling a little nuts. Sure. We're in that room. We're in that big room. We're in the upper level. We're looking down on all of the people. I'm standing on the rail because it's, uh, it's fun people watching. Uh oh. It's fun people watching up there. You know, you got, you can watch people hopping on the ride. Scope some hotties, some babes, some boys, <laughs> you know, it's great. 
Uh huh. So I'm I'm standing on the rail. Okay. All of a sudden, my dad yells, "Robbie Blake!" And he like he like hip checks me like he's like he's a hockey player. He like he he gives me a little Robbie Blake hip check. Uh huh. And like my body goes like into the rail and like my upper body kind of goes just a little bit too far over the top and and I recovered but I was like <laughs> what 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 father what I was hoping that you're going over that rail into somebody's pizza port dinner No I was not go- I didn't go over the rail but um if I was close I thought the hockey player was going to save you No <laughs> No, it was just a weird, it was just a weird, uh, weird memory of that, of that line Uh that we still talk about, uh, to this day. One of the weirdest, uh, weirdest things my dad's ever done. Uh, (laughs) Yelled, yelled Robbie Blake and hip checked me. And almost killed his son in the middle of, just out of nowhere, out of nowhere, totally out of just. Uh, so then you go down, you, you go around the little spaceport, you know, and then you come back down and then there's those two. Sometimes you have the two choices. You go left, or you go right. Your final, your final ramp down. Yep. To board the attraction. When I was a little kid, I was a big stranger danger kid. I hated strangers. Don't I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to be near a stranger. I mean, that's what we were taught. Don't talk to strangers. Yeah, I mean, one of the most traumatic experiences of my youth. I was probably three or four. We were in line for Hometown Buffet. Oh, yeah. In El Cajon. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I, I went to hug my dad's leg, and I looked up, and it was not my dad. <gasps> no, oh, no. no. It was a stranger. Oh, no. Oh, no. And that was some scary shit. <laughs> Okay, so I'm not the type of I wasn't the type of kid that wants to like interact with strangers. Sure. Okay, so I was probably 16, 17, 18. I was like in high school, late high school, maybe even college. And I'm I'm on that last little ramp down into the station, and there's a family behind me, and one of the kids is like that age. He's like three or four. You know, he can walk, but not very well. Not super uh-huh. coordinated. Doesn't really know what's going on. So I'm standing there getting ready to, you know, we're not moving, but I'm facing the, the down ramp. And all of a sudden I feel two little hands like around my hips, like grab me around the hips. And I was like, okay, this kid's uh-huh. about to have a hometown buffet stranger danger experience. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he, think, who he thinks I am. And then he takes his head and shoves it up my ass. <gasps> no, no, he didn't. Just a, just, just a full on like head oh. butt, just, just no. up and in. Oh. And I, I about, I jumped about four feet in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I grabbed onto that rocket so quick. I was like, oh, oh, and no. I turn and I turn around to look at this kid. And he's looking right at me. He's like staring me in the eyes. He's, he's like, like, you're my dad. He's like, what? <laughs> what, what you got a problem? Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, where is this kid's sense of like fear? 
Yeah. <laughs> he just he just full on like Oh no. Headbutted my rectum <laughs> and had no no remorse for it whatsoever. What a sound bite. I, I don't even oh, think God. his parents noticed it. Oh no. So that's the, so that's me saying that this line don't. it gets real tight, you know? Like yeah. it's, it you get this this contact with people down at that end. And, and sometimes you've been waiting in that line for a long time Things and it makes you do crazy things, things like weird. trying to hip check your son <laughs> and trying to shove your head up a stranger's ass. So this line <laughs> might make you a little bit crazy. Yeah, sure. It just might. Especially maybe it's a hot day. You were out in the sun, out on the sun deck. Yeah. And you just feeling a little nuts. Um, I'm going with Smuggler's Run. It's more immersive. I like the Millennium Falcon. I'm, I'm letting it ride to the finals. We went to Disneyland, and on on that trip, we went on Space Mountain, and the kid in front of us farted in the tunnel of Space Mountain. And since mm, then, I've it. I've <laughs> tried to smell as little as I could going through those tunnels. It's scarring. If this cue wasn't so bad from the get go, then it would probably move on. But the smugglers run queue is consistent throughout. You get to see portions of the land that you wouldn't have seen otherwise. You don't need the context that you needed for maybe some of the other rides. All of the things that I've said, I think that is just a stronger queue than Space Mountain. You get a very impressive animatronic giving you the safety spiel as opposed to geeky Space Station 77 man. I'm going to also go Smugglers here for a 5-3 matchup. Tess, you don't look too happy. Are you a a Space Mountain Q enthusiast? Why am I here? What's happening right now? (laughs) You already know what comes next. Yeah, you do know what comes next. (laughs) No, I I hate the Space Mountain Q. I have no stakes anymore. The stakes are gone. The stakes are in my tie number one. Nope, not in my tie. What am I drinking? Mojito number one. (laughs) (laughs) It was, the, it was the kids know. head up Chris's butt that sent you over the edge. What is this That's episode? Don't know. Okay. I realized, oh, she's been here five times. We can just go off the freaking Yeah. We got to keep it fresh for you. This is, Otherwise, this is, you is might what the people like. Back. This is what they like. You know, they're, Listeners, they're are you there? Talk about the are you still here? Hey. No. Nope, it's you off. and Mandy. That's about it. That's all we got, to be <laughs> tweet, honest. So tweet us probably, if you're still here. all right let's let's do this it's the finals five haunted mansion three smugglers run it's gonna be the haunted mansion for me night night all all that i've said it just line it it lines up i'd rather walk through the front uh, i'd rather walk through the switchback queue under the shaded trees of new orleans square before i get through the cast iron gates with my omelet uh, to get through the the front yard and into the front doors of the mansion, then I would want to walk through a massive like car garage for these spaceships and wait until I encounter this animatronic of a character that I don't know, but apparently everybody else around me knows. It's great. I love it. It's a gr- like such a cool experience to walk onto the Millennium Falcon, but I don't feel the need to go on that attraction really which also lends its hand to 
the Q experience, I guess, if I'm never going to really go on it. But the Q just, it just feels like it's another volume play. It's these big, massive buildings with a bunch of switchbacks themed to a car garage. While you get a little bit more story and setting out of Haunted Mansion, I'm crowning Haunted Mansion as the best Disneyland resort Q. Uh, yeah, it's just too good. It's got Paul Freeze. Uh, it's got it's got everything, everything I'd ever want. Uh, congrats to the Haunted Mansion. Um, wait, but one thing, uh, maybe a little technical note. Uh, what what about um the the little Yoda? The the is that a cue? Like it's the post cue, you know? It's like after the ride. When you hurry Yoda? back, hurry, little Leota. Oh, little Leota. I thought you said little Yoda. Little Yoda. Yeah, little Yoda smugglers. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> back you will like, hurry. Like baby Yoda. Little, you got baby Yoda and you got little Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> hurry, hurry back you will. <laughs> Bring your death certificate you will. <laughs> Forget you will not. <laughs> uh, no, little Leota is not part of the queue. That's the exit. But we appreciate here. Isn't that the? Pr- it's a, It's kind. It's Constance. It's the bride. She's yelling at us. No, it's little Leota. <laughs> You're still saying it's little small Grogu is who's yelling no, it's at us. Li- it's literally li- Google Google little Leota. That's what it's called. It's called. Hey Google. Sorry Uh-oh. everybody. Um, who sing? Who says "Hurry Back" at the end of Haunted Mansion? <laughs> Lil Yoda says it. Little Leto. Who the hell is Little Leto? Jared Leto. Small Jared Leto <laughs> says "Hurry Back." Hey, hey Google, be quiet. Go away. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor yet. Okay, everybody. Let's get you out of here. We have done it. Unless because you want more of Little Leota. You want That's to it. That's choice. all I got. I'm good you to got go. Mansion as well. All right. We've done it. We've done it. We have crowned the number five seed Haunted Mansion as the best queue in the Disneyland Resort. And as we do at the end of every episode, we are going to clap it out. Reluctantly from Tess, but we're gonna clap it out. Tess, uh, there was you didn't do anything. You you showed up. You got mad at us. You drank mojitas, and we crowned the haunted mansion. I'm sweating so much, <laughs> like all of this, the laughing, the stress of the bad opinions, the yelling oh, at Google. Yeah. I am sweating. I turned on my AC so many times, and it was like 65 degrees today. <laughs> Well, now you know, uh, listeners, if this was Tess's fifth time guest hosting, it's only going to go downhill from here. We're just never going to actually make any good choices. <laughs> Things are going to get off the rails. Yeah. Uh, but Tess, we... That, that makes me sound appreciate- really great and well-loved. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. You're well-loved. You're, got, you're goddamn powerhouse, and everybody knows it. You're the, you're, you're the leader of this Jerry's gang out here. Oh, uh, Tess, thank you so much for joining us on this wacky adventure in which you didn't have to break a single tie in episode two maybe for the first time ever we appreciate you joining us and uh we'll talk to you when you get back from watching the electrical parade and letting us know how that finale float is sounds great can't wait to see the the dolls that look like they're riding down fairview road and hollister 
Shout out Fairview Road. All right, everyone, you know how to reach us. Do you have anything to say about our Q opinions? They might. Do you have, do you, yeah, maybe. Do you all have a bracket idea? Do you want to hop in and be a co-host slash tiebreaker? We are in desperate need of new tiebreakers. We would love to have some new peeps out here on the pod. Uh, email us at mousemadnesspodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. All of those are linked in the description of this podcast. If you'd like to join us on Patreon by becoming a mayor, mayor, if you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can become a member of Jerry's Gang by joining us at the $5 level at patreon.com slash mousemadness where you will have episodes where you will have access to two bonus Mouse Madness episodes a month, as well as an invite to our seasonal Jerry's Gang Trivia, which is coming up in about four weeks' time. Yep. We got some we got some good trivia rounds coming up for you. Um, and folks, as you leave today, <laughs> beware the eye of Mara. <laughs> <laughs>